93.5 WHMP. Good afternoon. This is uh, this is Buzz um, coming in remotely from uh, from my home in Ashfield because um, I still am under the uh, I still got a little virus in me. Hello, Dan. How you doing, Buzz? You feeling all right? I'm doing okay. I'm feeling okay. Um, I'm looking out the window, and it's really it's pretty. It's gray, but. It's nice to have snow finally uh, here in New England. You wait till Thursday night, Friday morning, Buzz. You'll get plenty more of that. Yeah, I, I think we will. I'm not sure that you're going to in Amherst. Get, I think it's going to be a wintry mix. It's a term I didn't hear until about five or six years ago, but now we hear it all the time. <laughs> but I think in the Valley, it's going to be a lot wetter than it is here. Yep. Um, so, uh, Do you want I world- just checked because I know... I know how much you care about it, Dan. I was going to say, you France, wanna... two, France two, Morocco zero. <laughs> yep. I'm disappointed, Buzz, but you know what? That's a France-Argentina final on Sunday. Should be a lot of fun. It will be a good game. Very good game. And so, you're disappointed because France I Mar- was the colonizer? Nah, and Morocco I, was colonized. I, you know what? This is the first African country to go to the semifinals in the World Cup history. Ghana almost made it. Um, I think in what was it, 2010? So it was a big deal, and I think it would have been great had Morocco gone to the finals and perhaps won a World Cup. That's what I started putting in my mind. So I was really excited. But yes, of course, the former. Colony defeating the colonizer plays some role in, into it in my mind, but I was just really happy to see Morocco achieve so much. They defeated Spain and Portugal to get there. They showed uh, a lot of heart. Um, it was amazing to watch. I was I was excited. I watched their games, and it, it was great. You know, France does have so it has so much talent on that team, um, and they have now done uh, something pretty amazing. They were at the World Cup Finals in uh, 2018 and won it, and they're back in the World Cup Finals. So this is this is the elite French team. So what can yeah, you do? It, it is exciting. I would have been happy also to see an Arab team. Morocco is not just a North African. It's right. also an Arab team, primarily Muslim. So that, that would have been a nice change. But anyway, yeah. but so let's go from from Qatar to Franklin County, Massachusetts, where we have something that is actually uh, now a seasoned veteran of the grocery and uh, food production uh, scene in Franklin County. And we have uh, with us Casey Cecarossi, who is the vice president of the Franklin County Co-op. Hello, Casey. Hey there. How are you? Uh, I'm a bit under the weather, but I'm feeling okay. Um, I wish I was there in the studio with with Dan, but uh, it's okay. Other than that, I'm fine. And you? I'm doing well. I'm pretty excited to talk about the co-op today. Thank you for, for giving me this opportunity. Oh, it, it's our pleasure. We uh, Yesterday we talked about a, a burgeoning, aspiring um, co-op for Amherst. Um, and uh, today we're talking about, you guys have been around for quite a while, haven't you? The, the Greenfields the 70s, Market. Yeah. That's right. We started as a buying club that was based in Turner's. And in, I think it was 87, we moved to Chapman Street, downtown Greenfield. And then it was in 1993 that we moved to the store that we're in today. So yeah, we've got a pretty decent history as a downtown anchor business at this point. Yeah, that's uh, well over 34 years or whatever. So that is a pretty decent history. So, and you not only have, we're going to talk not only about um, the Greenfields uh, Market on on Main Street, and we're also going to talk about the McCusker's Market in Shelburne Falls, and of course this wonderful new development. We've talked to uh, Roxanne Wiedergartner, the mayor of Greenfield, about Wilson's department store um, being redeveloped. And Greenfield's Market is going to be sort of the anchor on the first floor. But first, let's talk about what the co-op is. Um, So who supplies you with the food that you sell? Who supplies us with the food that we sell? Well, um, 
we are, um, you know, we specialize in healthy, local, organic. Um, we also have, uh, you know, broad national brands that you find in any other store. Um, but, of course, one of the things that we think is special about us is that we have all these relationships with local producers and farmers and suppliers. Um, right now, we buy from over 220 of them, and they represent over $2 million in our annual sales. So one of the beautiful things about this economic system is that um, when we do well, the entire local food system does well. That's pretty special. Yeah, I think I read that there's over 40 local farms that you regularly uh, deal with. Is that right? That's right, yep. Yeah, so most of our produce, um, you know, and certainly it's easier in the growing season here, uh, most of our produce comes from local growers. That's priority for us. Pretty special. Uh, how many members do you have? By members, I mean people who join the co-op and actually do their shopping there. Yep. So um, the number of members we have is not exactly the same as the number of people who do their shopping there. Um, we have 5,500 active members right now, and many more people who are not members um, shop there, uh, and we, we hope to make more of them members. Um, but right now, that's what our membership is, is at. And what does membership involve? Uh, is it an annual fee, and what are the benefits of membership? There is an annual fee, and you can pay it over time, over the life of your membership. And the benefits are um, that you get to say that you are one of the owners of the community co-op um, and that you are making a commitment to invest in it. Um, there are also opportunities to be um, working members, and get you get a discount um, on your purchases there if you do that um, in exchange for your hours. Um, and then there are there are different volunteer levels. Um, I'm on the board, and um, which is a, a pretty big volunteer job that comes with um, a, a member discount um, that matches it. Well, when you say you can work, you mean you volunteer a certain number of hours? Is it every week? What what kinds of opportunities are available for yeah. members to work? They're actually pretty broad. Um, some folks um, literally put in time on the floor. Um, there are other opportunities uh, to participate, like I said, on the board or on subcommittees of the board. We attend lots of events. Um, we participate in work that other local organizations do. And you can um, put in your sort of member time, volunteer time, and any of those things. So it's not just literally like packing groceries into a bag. Um, anywhere the co-op is connected around the community is, is an opportunity for someone to volunteer. And I would say that we're even open to, um, you know, new, new volunteer opportunities. If someone came to us and said they had some skills they wanted to talk about sharing with us, um, uh, so there's lots of ways to plug in, and um, we're always looking to hear from more members and 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 uh, and see more participation from members. Um, you know, that's one of the things that we took a hit on during COVID. Of course, is we had to slow down on our events and our opportunities. Uh, but we're hoping that this very big, very exciting news um, about our move downtown is going to get more people excited about getting involved. And I really want to talk about it, but I want to, meanwhile, flash back to 1971. I spent, mm -hmm. I think it was 15 months living in San Francisco, and the crowning height of my uh, activities when I was in San Francisco is I was named the cheese coordinator for the San Francisco Food Co-op. It was a citywide food co-op, <laughs> and my job consisted of, a, they had those great big, like, piano wire kind of cutters, and I was cutting you know, uh, uh, the wheels of Jarlsberg cheese, and I was, I didn't know <laughs> what I was doing, but what I do remember is the camaraderie and the, you know, the, the music in the background and all of us sort of swaying to the music and joking with each other and eating lunch together. It was great to be part of a co-op movement. You, that must be part of the attraction for members, right? I think so. I mean, I'll speak for myself. Um, I don't. I don't know that we can. We have like the same grooviness that you just described going. But um, I am a. I live in town in Greenfield. I have three young kids. 
And um, in many ways, the co-op has felt like um, an extension of our living room. Um, it's not. It does not have the same feel as a large grocery store. It really feels like um, one of those third spaces that people occupy differently, you know. And at any time we go there, we gonna, we're going to run into somebody we know. Um, it's got this uh, very homegrown, almost scrappy feel to it. And um, I think it lends itself to a different kind of shopping experience. Uh, and, and it just it feels like people are there kind of with a different agenda and a different commitment to how they want to, you know, source the food that they're eating and um, participate in a, the local economy. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm, I'm glad to hear you had that experience. I think, it, I think there's a lot of, you know, people find their own way in, but I think when you find your way in, um, you realize there's something special happening there. There is something special happening there. We're talking to Casey... Uh, Checker Rossi, the vice president of the Franklin County Co-op, um, she's on the board. So I guess we should turn our attention to, well, you know what, before we do that, I just want to point out, you have McCusker's Market there in Shelburne Falls as yeah. well. That's, yeah, tell us a little bit about that and what, what is offered there. Yeah, and thank you for remembering McCusker's. Um, it's not always something that is on someone everyone's radar. Uh, it's a smaller store. It's in Shelburne Falls, and um, it actually uh, it's it's amazing for its size. It offers almost everything that you can get at Greenfields Market, just on a smaller scale. Um, and I would say that the community feel in there is even more unique. Um, it's a really small staff. It's a, um, you know, it's right in the village, and I think it occupies a really important space for the community, both in Shelburne and the larger hill towns, um, where it, you know, the drive is longer to get to access food, and it plays a really important role in the food system there. Um, and it is, it's a sister store to us. Um, the, 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 the leadership and the membership and the staffing is the same across both, but there are people who work exclusively at that store. Um, yeah. And so our growth, uh, at Greenfields market, um, you know, it's just for Greenfields, but it's also for the, the larger co-op itself, which Ms. Cuskers is a part of. Yeah, uh, and together I've read that you have 94 employees um, right. that work in both at Greenfields and in McCusker's Market. That's a large regional stores. employer. Yeah. It is, and we're we're confident that this move to uh, Wilson's is going to expand that, uh, but significantly. And um, you know, one of the really cool things I think about our um, our staff is that most of them, um, over 90% of them live in Franklin County in Greenfield and Shelburne Falls where the two stores are. Um, that's incredible. I, you know, where it's like in all these different directions, we are, um, supporting the overall ecosystem here. I think it is incredible. And it is an important thing to point out that, that people are invested not only in the co-op, but they're invested in the community, which the co-op serves. Uh, both in Western Franklin County and and there in Greenfield, and people come even from Eastern Franklin County, from Orange, and and support mm -hmm. the uh, co-op. We are talking with uh, Casey Chekarossi. We are going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about this extraordinary event that surprised many of us who were not in the know. I loved when I heard about uh, Wilson's building becoming. Um, uh, a building that's going to support other retailers, residences, and um, Greenfield's beloved uh, market. We're going to be back with Casey right after these messages. Stay with us. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 's happening here in the valley we're talking about it for the first time in the history of the country and of the history of the United States the Supreme Court has taken away a constitutional right I would also describe this day as a day when women in the United States and people who can become pregnant 
have become second-class citizens. 1015, 1400, and 1240. We are the Valley. We are WHMP. Buy a mattress online? There are at least 100 websites that'll ship you a mattress rolled up like a burrito and stuffed in a box. Wait a minute. You and your mattress will spend seven or eight intimate hours together every night for years. Don't you need more than pixels to know what it actually feels like? Maybe you could just lay on the screen and... Hi, it's Robin from Talon Furniture. We mostly sell therapeutic mattresses at Talon. Not Tempur-Pedic, not trying to mislead you. Come to Talon Furniture and lay down on a therapeutic. I'll leave you alone. You can see how you are together. Therapeutic mattresses are clean. No toxic off-gassing. I've been to the factory in Brockton. Yes, they're made by fellow Red Sox fans. You like eating local? Try sleeping local. Talon delivers and sets it up. We don't just drop a big burrito on your doorstep. You won't have to wrestle it through the kitchen or up the stairs. Talon Furniture, a real store, just down the hill from Amherst College. I'm Tony Warden, President and Chief Executive Officer of Greenfield Cooperative Bank. I want to wish everyone a happy holiday season and a safe and healthy new year. Hi, this is Teresa from the 63 Federal Street Office of Greenfield Cooperative Bank. I would like to wish all of our customers and their families a Christmas that's merry and bright and a happy new year filled with love, health, and happiness. Hi, this is Mandy. And this is Rachel from, from Greenfield, Greenfield Cooperative Bank. Bank. Wishing you and yours a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and all the other holidays you may celebrate this season. Hi, this is Jane Wolf, Senior Vice President of Residential Lending at Greenfield Cooperative Bank. I'd like to wish you and your family a wonderful holiday season and a prosperous new year. Hello, I'm James Alexander. Vice President and Commercial Lender located in Shelburne Falls. I want to wish everyone a happy and safe holiday season from the Greenfield Cooperative Bank. This is Chelsea. And this is Maggie. From the Commercial Loan Department. We want to wish our family, friends, and customers a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. When you shop at River Valley Co-op, you get the best local and organic produce, a butcher shop, wine and cheese shop, fresh seafood, and hundreds of bulk herbs, spices, and more. When you shop at River Valley Co-op, you create hundreds of union jobs and generate over $7 million in purchases from local farms and businesses. River Valley Co-op is your food hub, bringing you the best from around the valley and world while supporting your neighbors and local farmers. Shop River Valley Co-op in Northampton and East Hampton today. RiverValley.com. Co-op. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. Grab your coat and get your hat. Leave your and we are back and we are talking about the Franklin County Co-op, which owns and operates both Greenfield's Market in uh, the center of Greenfield and McCusker's Market in Shelburne Falls. And I know that uh, anybody who knows Greenfield at all or has ever been there is familiar with the sort of legacy downtown landmark, which is the Wilson's department store building. Um, it crushed a lot of uh, people who, when when Wilson's uh, decided to close, that the building seemed to close with it and there was no successor to the department store. And now we have the excitement thanks to Mass Development, the Community Builders, and their collaboration with the City of Greenfield and our Franklin County Co-op, we're going to be the site right smack in the center of Greenfield in this landmark legacy building of the beloved um, uh, Greenfield's Market. We are talking to Casey Cecharossi about that. You guys have to be so excited about this, right? We are beyond excited. This has been in the works for a couple of years now actively in communication with Wilson's, um, but the need to grow our store, um, you know, we've had an imperative for a while now. Essentially, um, the revenue that we're capable of in our current location um, is not sustainable for us. Uh, so we literally need more space in order to keep the co-op viable. Um, and when Wilson's closed, uh, in 2019, before the pandemic, we started our communication. Um, you know, we initiated the exploration there, and everything got paused with COVID. Um, and over the last year, we've been working behind the scenes to figure out how to put this 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 whole um, deal together. Um, and it is possible um, 
fully possible because of the partnership that the mayor and TCB and Mass Development formed. Um, and so we're, we feel incredibly privileged um, to be part of this project and to be able to say that we're going to have a full-service grocery store on Main Street, locally-owned grocery store. That's accessible to people who don't otherwise have transportation because public transportation, you have a huge parking uh, lot behind um, be the parking. former Wilson's yep. department. Um, it's great. great. And you have some expansion plans for the market, right? That's right. Yeah. So we're still developing the details in the floor plan, but we do know that it will double the, the size of the store um, and that'll make it possible for us to offer more products than we have today. So um, think like a full-service deli, uh, beer and wine, um, expanded hot bar, and um, home goods products, health and beauty products. You know, we have a little bit of most of those things now, um, but not all of them, and, and they're limited. And we're also limited by our space in terms of our buying power. We can't pre-buy um, to the extent that we'd like to, simply for lack of space and storage. I, I read that you're going to, you're planning on a, a larger full-service bakery, seafood, right. meat. Uh, this is a big deal. This is a big deal, yeah. Yeah, um, it's going to be, um, you know, uh, <laughs> we're really, it feels like we're, we're kind of growing up in a way. Um, you think about our history, how we started and how we've grown. Um, this is, this. in many ways, it's like the next logical step for us, um, but it's incredibly exciting. And, and, you know, in my opinion, I feel like, like you just said, you know, it, it was a huge hit to the community and downtown Greenfield when Wilson's closed. Um, and, you know, it's hard to imagine what could take, occupy that enormous space. Um, and the fact that we have this this plan in the works, I feel like it's going to change the face of the town forever, and it's going to it's making a big statement about what we're committed to in this community and and what we think is possible for us. Um, so yeah, I, I I love the way you just couched it and what we're committed to because it would be big news if Stop and Shop or Big Y or another yeah. corporate uh, food vendor was moving into that space. But the fact that it's a co-op in Greenfield, it sounds right for me. Doesn't it sound right mm -hmm. for the community? Yeah. Yeah. It does sound right. And what I is this like about a community gathering place that I, that I read about? Oh, yeah. Community um, well, yeah, we'll also have uh, more, like a larger community room. Right now, we've, we, you know, we haven't been using the space that we have. It's very, it's very limited um, in the, the current building, um, but that is going to be part of the plan is to have, um, you know, and that's part of our mandate really um, is in our mission is to, is to offer that to be a community space. And so literally building that into the new plan. Um, so, yep, that's in there. And, and I do think, um, you know, I feel like it's a, it's a big statement about who we are in this community, in, in this county, um, and in Greenfield itself. And, um, yeah, it wouldn't be surprising to, to, to see a big box occupying a space this large or, or, or making a move this big. Um, but that we're, that we're going to do it is, is enormous. Well, I understand that construct, that closing is expected to be, I don't know, eight or nine months from now. And then, um, mm -hmm. the construction is going to start. When do we expect it to actually open? That is the new Greenfield market. <laughs> um, that is a great question. And I think it's dependent on, um, you know, the, over the next year until the closing happens, we're doing all the important work of developing the floor plan, um, locating equipment that we're going to need, locating, identifying the contractors, uh, architects, all, all of that is in progress. And with the hope that as soon as we close, which is expected at the end of next or fall next year, that we can start, we can break ground. Um, and the hope would be that within a year or less, um, the store opens, but all of that is contingent on availability of, of equipment and uh, the folks who actually do the work of, of 
preparing the space for us. So TBD when we get well, closer to the work. It's very exciting. If people are interested um, in becoming members, um, volunteering to work, uh, exploring governance in your board or otherwise just learning more about uh, Franklin County Co-op, how do they learn about it? Where did they go? They can go to the co-op's website. That's probably the best way. And if I can just put in a plug that we have, um, we are look, we are actively recruiting for board members right now. We have some seats opening up on our board uh, that we'll, we'll be bringing folks in um, at the annual meeting, which is in March next year. And this is an incredibly important time to step up and uh, get on the board. And I hope that... Um, I hope that the work that we're going to be doing is will will get people excited about plugging in and, and participating. So, uh, yes, the franklincommunity.coop is the best place to get more info and um, and get involved. Franklincommunity.coop. There's nothing like being um, part of governance of an organization that you could be proud to be affiliated with. Uh, Casey Chekarossi. Thank you so much for the work that you do for our community and for joining us today. Thank you so much. Our pleasure. Next, we're going to be talking to an interesting thing. Man Parati has a special guest. Uh, I think it's return guest who's going to give us an update on his story. We'll be back with Nan Parati's interesting thing right after these messages. Do stay with us. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. For WHMP News, I'm Jess Tyler. A man accused of murdering a Southwick teen in 2019 will go to a psychiatric facility. A judge found Vadim Misrik not guilty by reason of insanity after listening to the testimony and evaluations of multiple doctors. Misrik was accused of the murder of then Southwick Regional High Schooler Nazar Takash back in September of 2019. Police say he killed Takash after an argument over a racial slur at Stanley Park in Westfield. Misrik will now head to Bridgewater State Hospital for a 40-day evaluation. Smith Vocational and Agricultural High School is getting some much-needed funds from the state. The school received $5 million in skills capital grants to be used in part to rebuild the horticultural building, damaged in May by fire. Governor Charlie Baker says the grants are used to ensure young people and adults in every region of the Commonwealth can learn and gain skills in the most up-to-date technologies and be well-prepared for in-demand careers. A new cooperative grocery store is coming to Amherst, the Common Share Food Co-op. The concept for the local and organically focused food store has been several years in the making, and over the summer the store entered a pre-construction phase. Board of Directors member Monica Garcia says the store will focus on organic and locally sourced food. We chose a cooperative model because it's the community-owned space that's driven by the unique needs and character of the community and it's devoted to community benefit. So no one is trying to enrich themselves. The new store will be located near downtown Amherst and on a bus route to promote accessibility. As a cooperative, the store will be owned by both the members and workers. Hi, I'm Nick Oresco. Mostly sunny this afternoon with highs in the mid to upper 30s. Mostly clear tonight with lows in the upper teens to mid 20s. Rain and snow possible late Thursday night into the day on Friday. I'm Nick Oresco on 101.5 WHMP. Hi, it's Jason with the Weather Channel and SnowCountry.com. Driving under the influence of marijuana is illegal and law enforcement officers can tell if you're driving high. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA. Our best snowmaking stretch of the season rolls on. Add a little recent natural snow and the potential for a good mountain storm in the coming days. All the right things are happening ahead of a big holiday stretch as our ski season grows. Adwood Chews at a half dozen runs, skiing till 7 p.m. Stratton now 22 trails. Killington's got 22 miles of terrain spread out across nearly three dozen runs. Smugglers Notch, half dozen trails now. Same for Bretton Woods. Waterville Valley out of Baker's Dozen, making snow on six additional trails. Jiminy Peak reopening the 15th. And Catamount looking to get their season started the 15th. This report brought to you by Smugglers Notch, Vermont. America's Family Resort, where family funds guaranteed. Visit smugs.com. Check out more at snowcountry.com. I'm Jason Dean.
Sunday mornings on WHMP means polka, polka carousel. Every Sunday morning from 8 till noon, TZ brings his award-winning polka carousel to the airwaves of the valley, playing the polka classics and the latest polka hits. There are polka hits? Brought to you by Saluzniak Funeral Home, Northampton's funeral home for over 110 years and four generations of unparalleled, thoughtful memorial care. It's polka carousel every Sunday morning from 8 till noon, WHMP. Some people know how to prepare seafood. Seafood's delicate. You don't want a heavy hand. Some people have the touch. Some of those people are in the kitchen at Paul and Elizabeth's restaurant, where there's a 40-year tradition of preparing seafood, wisdom passed along through the years. That's why when you have fish and chips at Paul and Elizabeth's, or Faroe Island salmon, or tempura shrimp with that light and lively orange ginger sauce, it's perfect every time. Fresh seafood, Paul and Elizabeth's, inside Thorns in downtown Northampton. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. And welcome back to those who have been with us and welcome aboard for those who are just coming on board. It's Wednesday at 4.30 segment and that is the interesting thing segment with uh, Nan Parati. And I think our guest is a returning guest, Benny Flores, who's been here before and told us about how hard it is to raise a daughter these days, and particularly in certain areas of, of Western Massachusetts. So, Nana, I think you've got an update for us. Is that right? Thank you so much, Buzz. Yes, I'm very happy to be here with Benny. Benny came and was my guest in, back in October, and I met him. We're going to tell the story real quickly. Mm -hmm. I met him when he came from O'Connell Oil. They come to my house and work on my furnace, and I said he was doing everything. I said, is there anything you can't do? And he said, yeah, I can't figure out how to make my daughter stop fighting. <laughs> and then he said, oh, I didn't mean to say that. And I said, no, no, tell me about it. So we started talking. <laughs> and then he came on the show and was talking about about how difficult it is to raise kids mm -hmm. these days and as a single, pretty much a single father mm -hmm. and at the time was in a custody battle for, for the daughters. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so so that's what we talked about back in October. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, Benny came back to work on my furnace some more and um, we, had, we started the conversation again. I said, how's it going? And it was just a really, really interesting story. So, Benny, thank you so much for coming back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for having me. <laughs> mm -hmm. So tell me this. So in our last conversation, your daughter was fighting a lot in school. Yes. Yep. You said you were getting calls like almost every day? Every single day that the, their school would call me. Um, it was a lot of, you know, it was a lot of petty stuff, but they would call me every every day to because she did something or got into some type of, you know, altercation or something with the other students. And, yeah, they were calling me every single day about something with her. And I remember one thing you said last time, too, was that um, you had thought about maybe putting her in a different school, but the teachers liked her and saw some, they saw some right. promise in her, and they right. didn't want you to take her out of that school, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and ever since then, it, they've been, they, she's been doing very good. Yeah. Um, so I, I did a few things um, since the last show. Mm -hmm. um, I've added... The Taekwondo stuff. So let's start with let's start that. Right. So so what happened next? Okay, when we last saw you, mm -hmm. she was still fighting every day. And then what yes. happened after that? Um, so obviously we had to figure out what to do with her because I didn't. She kept falling behind behind in her schoolwork because you know she was getting in trouble and and not doing what she was supposed to be doing. But we got her in Taekwondo. How did she, how did that happen? Um, I drive by the place every single day uh -huh. on my way home, and and it w I mainly got her going in there because I needed some something for her to do instead of just going straight home from school. Right. So it started off as a just like an after school program thing, uh -huh. and like a month ago or two months ago, it started like an actual Taekwondo and them training, and then like she has like her master, which is like the lead guy, the mm -hmm. black belt. And they've been doing that five days a week now, and it's really been helping. You know, obviously she's coming home tired now, uh -huh. and she's blowing off a lot of steam there. Doing they do all types of stuff there, uh -huh. um, and it's just amazing, amazing the turnaround that she's done, that she's, that, you know, that she's showing. Really? Um, yeah, with this Taekwondo place, and I really, really, I wish I knew the name of the place, but it's on, it's on Sumner Ave in Springfield, uh -huh. and. Yeah, she just went up from, she was a white belt, now she's a white and yellow belt, mm -hmm. and they, they came up to me, they had a little a competition thing to, you know, when you graduate from one belt to another one, and they were asking me and telling me that she's a great, 
you know, she, she can pursue this. Oh, wow. And they, you know, yeah, that she can pursue this and, and go further in this. Eventually, you know, they, it could go from training to like one-on-one combat. Really? Yeah. So this little girl who was just fighting in school has taken this energy right. and put it towards something that is meaningful to her. Right. And and it's and that Taekwondo stuff, you know, they're big on respect and it's like a little community with each other and obviously you have to do good in school mm-hmm. for to pursue this. If not, you can't. They they There's like a requirement for grades and all that stuff. So that's also helping too because uh-huh. she has to have a certain you know, thing going on. She has to be doing, school is first. Uh-huh. So she has to be doing good in school for her to, to keep participating in this stuff. But it's really been helping. And is she still fighting in school? No. Wow. No, no. I, I went from getting a phone call every single day to maybe maybe one call a month. Really? Yeah. She's That's doing, amazing. Also, she's also doing therapy too. Oh, is she? Yeah, we put her we put her in therapy. And, and therapy is new for us because, you know, my background being Spanish and stuff, we don't, we don't have, we don't do therapy. Like uh-huh. I think I was touched, I touched on this before. Uh-huh. And it's that's that with a combination of the of the Taekwondo stuff has been it's been really helping with her. Wow, that is so great. Yeah, that yeah. is so great. Mm-hmm. And so school is doing better across the board. Well, we're trying to catch up now. Yeah, we're, right. That's what I was you had a lot to catch up with, right? Right, because her grades are are not where we want them to be. Uh huh. So we're trying. I had a I have a. On a a meeting with the teachers to see if we can have any extra stuff that she can do to catch up and stuff like that because that's my main thing at my house is trying to get her grades back up, you know, because at the beginning she started off rough. Uh-huh. So now that she's settled down and now she's kind of playing catch up with the rest of the with, with the rest of the with the rest of the students, but she's doing outstanding. That is just amazing. Yeah, I'm very it, happy. Yeah, it makes me so happy too, just because it mm-hmm. is, you know, another thing you were telling me too was that you had been in this custody issue, mm-hmm. but now what happened with that? Oh, they awarded me, um, they awarded, because obviously, you know, when they're transferring the DCF, they they gave, they placed them in my house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they I have to prove that they're going to be okay and all that stuff. So for like a whole year, I've been doing what I'm supposed to be doing on my end uh-huh. as, a, as a father. And, you know, I went to court last month and they awarded me like 100% custody of these, of the girls. So that must be also feel good to them that they know, yeah. they know where they, they are. They were so happy. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're not worried about it because they, they got transferred to like three or four places. Oh, did they? Before they got to, yeah. My, my little brother had stepped in and had him for like three months, but before he did, they were like in two other homes. So it was, Wow. That's another reason why we have them in, I have them in therapy because that little transitional period, you know, I've never, that's never happened to me, but I could imagine to like a seven-year-old girl, you know what I mean, and my 11-year-old and my seven-year-old, what it can do jumping from house to house. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that must be just like a really, I mean, I'm, I'm feeling like, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a writer, I love good stories. Mm-hmm. I, I see the Christmas story here <laughs> coming together just with, yeah. uh, you know, coming This is our second Christmas Together. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. that a, they're doing great. That is really... And we also... You, you also promised your seven-year-old that you would say some good stuff about yes, her. Yes. Yes. And it's... it's. I feel so bad because, uh, you know, she does everything right. Uh-huh. She's not like the older sister. She has good <laughs> grades. She has straight A's. I don't get... A, I don't hear nothing from her teachers. Everything's all good. So you don't really say... You know, you don't hear about right. it because she flies under the radar. She's kind of like doing everything good. She's like, you don't talk about me on the radio station? I'm like, yeah, because you're doing so good. <laughs> Got to right. reward that somehow. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. right. Like, right, right. 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 So she's getting a shout out today on the radio station. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. She's yeah. doing amazing. And they're both in Taekwondo. Oh, they oh, both, they're both are. Doing yeah, they yeah. both yeah, they both uh went up to Yellow Belt. Um yeah, and they're both doing And I I had a question. How, how did it come about? I so you were driving by it every day, but mm-hmm. did you just say one day, "Hey, do you want to do Taekwondo?" How did that conversation get started? Yeah, so I drive by all the time and like on Mondays, Wednesdays and Thursdays, they'll have like the it's a see-through glass. So you can see the 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 guy or the master like in a bunch of little kids in their outfits and they're doing backflips and you know and it just seemed like fun and we were driving by one day and I was just like would you like to try that out they were like they were so they were so happy like yeah let's try so I went there I signed them up it's a little pricey but 
It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And they do a lot. Like, I'll drop them off in the morning before work. Yeah. They'll drop them off in school. They'll pick them up from school. The taekwondo people do. Yes. Oh, that's great. And they'll pick them up from school. They'll help them with their homework. Yeah. And three days a week is, like, the actual taekwondo where they they dress with their... Um, I don't know the yeah, name of the outfit, yeah, yeah, but the outfit, yeah, yeah. yeah, I said karate outfit when I got yeah. there, and the lady, she like, almost had a heart attack. She's like, it's Taekwondo! I'm like, I'm sorry, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, don't say karate outfits at the Taekwondo place. Is she, yeah, yeah, she was not happy, but they are, they're amazing. Yeah, it's a nice community. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, you were talking about last time uh, how... Like when you were growing up as a kid, how different it was and how right. it was like your parents were strict right. and right. it was discipline, right. rigid. Right. And this one is more a long-term investment. You know, right. like the, the Taekwondo, you're not just putting them into Taekwondo. Like you're investing. And they're and girls. They're de- and they're girls and they're developing. Right. Right. It's that right. self-confidence. Right. It's the right. ability to do these things. Right. It's like, okay, we're going to rebuild in school. It's right. like this is a structure. This is like you're building a road. Right. It's a long road. Right. But you're building the road, and you know where it's going, right. and, and it's positive steps. Right. You know, I don't know where the road's going. I'm just trying. Oh, my, yeah. I'm, I'm trying my hardest to build. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's also girls. So you got you got to you know, like my I have my son too, and yeah. it's different when he was growing up. I was because he's nineteen. T- yeah, he, he's but I've had him since he was you know right. And it's with girls. You just got to it's you got to be more. You know, you can't be as I was more. I don't know. It's just you're more rigid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the word, but but with my girls, it's just like oh, you know, it's she's like a princess. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know. Yeah. Who knows taekwondo? Who knows taekwondo? (laughs) Right, 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 right. (laughs) They're just fighting each other and at the house. Hey, if they're practicing, it's like this is practicing moves. Yeah, yeah. They're doing very good. That's great. But my my main concern now is is trying to get the bigger one to catch up on the schoolwork because I try to tell her that. You know, you're not going to get too far in life if you, if you know, if you don't have good grades, if you don't, if you don't do good in school. You need an education. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. When we come back from, we're going to go to a mm-hmm. break. But when we come back, I want to talk about something else that we were talking about yesterday okay. that I really found fascinating. So we'll we'll do that in just a minute. Mm-hmm. This is the afternoon buzz with Buzz Eisenberg. 101.5 Sipping and shopping and strolling this Thursday in downtown Amherst. It's a party all over town. Restaurants doing dinner deals. Downtown merchants all aglow. There's a maker's market inside the Drake with a bar. Horse-drawn carriage rides through town. And if you have so much fun, it wears you out, which is very likely because that's the kind of fun this is going to be. Book a room at the Inn on Boltwood for only $99. Sip and shop and stroll. Who's ready to party? This Thursday, 5 to 9 in downtown Amherst. Hello, this is Shonda Richardson, Senior Vice President and Operations Officer at Greenfield Savings Bank. When you switch to banking locally at GSB, you're choosing a bank that has been serving the needs of local residents, businesses, and communities for more than 150 years. We offer a whole host of services and benefits without the fees you get at a big bank. You'll love GSB's free checking with free online banking and free GSB mobile app, which lets you deposit checks from your mobile device. Plus, GSB Online Banking and the mobile app come with the Credit Center, which includes credit scores and credit reports, all for free. And the mobile app also lets you control your GSB debit card remotely from your mobile device. You can open your account online or at any of our offices. Switch to free and local at GSB today and find out how great banking locally can be. Greenfield Savings Bank. GreenfieldSavings.com. Member FDIC, member DIF. Mobile carrier charges may apply. Do you know what's happening this Friday at 9 a.m.? Is this week's Shop Friday local burgers and fries? Correct! They go on sale this Friday at 9 a.m. Full value gift certificates and you save 30%. Local burgers and fries, spiked milkshakes, and more. It's not fast food. It's good food. Fast. Get ready to save 30% beginning Friday at 9 a.m. The Shop 30 store at whmp.com. Suck 
Gifts are good. One of those gifts you can't help but say, oh, thanks. But alpaca socks? You can't help but say, oh, wow. Have you ever worn alpaca socks? Go to the Atlas Farm Store and get a pair for yourself and a pair for someone else. Someone who's on their feet a lot, who's outside a lot, whose feet are always cold. The Atlas Farm Store. It's a gift shop with fortuitous finds like local art tattoos, temporary tattoos made with vegetable dye, and cushy alpaca socks. Want to support the kind of talk you hear on the afternoon buzz? Want to hear your business's message here on WHMP? Email us, yourmessage at whmp.com. We'll help you craft a marketing message that'll reach listeners of your favorite WHMP show. And you'll be supporting the local news, valley talk, and progressive voices you hear right here on WHMP. Let us know about your message. Email us, yourmessage at whmp.com. And add your message to our mission. And hear your message right here on WHMP. Your message at whmp.com. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. And we are back, and I'm Nan Peretti, and I've got my guest here with me, Benny Flores. The name of my show is The Interesting Thing, and Benny is so interesting. Benny, I want to talk about your own growing up Mm -hmm. and, and how you got to this place in life, because I just think it's an interesting story. How did you get here? Not to the studio necessarily, but <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, yeah, I got here to the studio um, <laughs> by you. You called our company because <laughs> you were having right. heating issues, and you called O'Connell's. <laughs> but how I got to that there, um, you know, I had my struggles in school too when I was younger, and I had dropped out of high school. And when, uh, when did you drop out of high school? How old I were was, you? I don't remember, but I was. It was my. It was my. It was the summer of my junior year, uh-huh. and I was class of 05, So. If you're good with math, uh-huh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right. So it was. So it so, was. But it was your junior year. Like That's 04. what I was wondering about. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So. And why did you drop out? Um, I had issues seeing eye to eye with my mom, mm-hmm. and you know she was going through her own thing, yeah. and and I just had left the house. I left. Mm-hmm. Um, dropped out of high school, and I was doing. I was doing okay. We we had a great. We was going into our senior year. Our football team just went undefeated because I played for Northampton High School. Mm. Uh, so we were doing awesome. But anyway, yeah, I had dropped out, and then I went to Westover and got my GD, my driver's license, and became a certified nurse assistant. Uh huh. How did and you happen to go into that? That's my interesting. Mom, yeah, my mom was a certified nurse assistant, and I didn't know what to do. They had a, um, a bunch of trades and stuff, and were I didn't you know in what Job Corps? Did yeah. You do, okay, you did Job Corps. Yeah, and I didn't know what to do, and my mom was like, you should take um, nursing because you'll always have work. Uh-huh. So I went... I went into that program. I graduated, and I did that for like 13 years. Were you a certified nursing assistant? Is yeah, that what you for were? 13 oh, okay. years. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I try to get my nursing and all that stuff, but it's just, it, I it, they want you to jump through so many hoops, and you know they want you to do A and P, and they want you to do a whole year of prereqs, and it's it's a it's a lot of I, I give it up to all the nurses out there that mm-hmm. yeah it's a lot of hoops to jump through, but. I have a buddy that's a that's been an HVAC tech for a while, and he told me if I He's like, hey, this job, this is good work, and and I love my job, and I just went to um, Brantford Hall. Mm-hmm. Me, my best friend, and my and my girlfriend's son, we all graduated. You went to HVAC. Describe, we went to HVAC H- school. H- what does that H? What does that stand for? HVAC. Um, heating, ventilation, air conditioning. Okay, cool. All right. So we we went to school in Bradford Hall for, for one year. Uh-huh. You didn't have to jump through any hoops or nothing. You just went Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, I love it. I love being HVAC tech. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so it's so fulfilling when you go to somebody's house that their heat is not working and uh-huh. it's very cold outside, and you get it to work. Uh-huh. They're so happy. I, I mean, today I fixed somebody's problem. They gave me a whole bag of kisses. <laughs> a whole bunch <laughs> of kisses. Yeah, I'm not supposed to be eating candy. Don't tell my doctor. But that's sometimes they'll be. Like, you want some kisses or some cookies? I'm like, uh, sure. I gave you. I gave you tea yesterday. <laughs> yeah, you gave me tea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I love it. So that's how I ended up at this radio station. I. I I, you called my company, and we uh-huh. went up there and figured it out. And I, one thing I really found, found interesting yesterday when we were talking, I knew that you had a background as a nursing assistant, mm-hmm. and yet you were saying yesterday, I love helping people. Yeah, and th- this is helping people yeah, working yeah. on their furnace. I love that. Right, right. Basically, I've been helping people in both fields. Um, but yeah, that's what I do. I didn't even think about it like that. You're yeah. absolutely right. Because you think of nursing as helping people. Right. You don't think of somebody who comes to fix your furnace as being in the helping industry. And I love that yeah. idea. I really, really love yeah, that idea. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, and we do appreciate, by the way, um, O'Connell Oil for letting you come back out today. Yeah, man. Yeah, I I, I, I didn't think, and it was short notice. I didn't think my my supervisor was gonna let me out, and uh, he was just like, "Yeah, go ahead, go down there." And uh, he's, yeah, I I appreciate it. I really do. And you called down to the office. I so. did. I talked to your boss. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much for letting me out early. <laughs> so you know the lesson now, right? Whenever you want to get on the radio, call you just there. show up to Nan's house. That's my excuse, right? That's your excuse, being like, "I got a great story for you, man." And that's it right there it's the end right. of the story man exactly right yeah, they're very they're very flexible and like i was telling you he's he, they let me into work a half an hour late well it's like 15 20 minutes because i have to drop them off at taekwondo in the morning right. and they, the office doesn't open until seven and and it's in springfield so mm-hmm. it takes me like 25 minutes to get into the to get to the office over here on texas road right so they they're just they're just great it's a great company to work for and i'm not just saying that because he let me out early again but it's yeah. I, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. No, I really, really appreciate that. And yeah. then, and it is again. It is very fun to see somebody who really enjoys their work. I love it. Yeah, that yeah. is so cool. I love it, and I get to buy all these. My my supervisor, he just put me. Uh, I keep saying my supervisor, Ben. Uh-huh. He uh, just put me on to Amazon, so that's where I spent the majority of my money is buying <laughs> tools. <'cause> I, <laughs> as a CNA, you don't need tools, you know. And, and I think I'm addicted to Milwaukee because they're nice and they're black and yeah, red. Right, and just, I like Milwaukee. I have tools, tools that I haven't even used yet. <laughs> just got a van full of tools. And then yeah. you also told me too that you're kind of working towards maybe getting your son involved. He likes to cook and maybe building building him right. a truck right. that he can be used as a food truck. Yeah, because he loves cooking. So my I was at my I was at Ben's house, at my supervisor's house over the weekend, and we were you know just bouncing ideas off of each other. And it's just like, why don't he just go to culinary, and we'll build him a food truck. And I thought that was an amazing idea. So we're we're, we're trying to get the ball rolling with that because that is because I want him to do something. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And I again, like I said, I see kind of like the, the holiday Christmas story here of you know just a family coming together where mm-hmm. there were so many issues just two mm-hmm. months ago mm-hmm. and doing so well now. Mm-hmm. And I really, really, really appreciate your coming here and doing this. With yeah. Us again. Anytime. Anytime. And this time I was a little bit less nervous. Good, Last time I good. kept holding up and pausing and just like, oh God, <laughs> it's tough, but it's okay. This time I did a little bit better. No, you did great. Yeah. You did great. I appreciate you guys. <laughs> Thank you so much mm-hmm. for coming. I really, really appreciate mm-hmm. it. So, all right. Well, thank yeah, thank you, Benny, for coming. Thank you, Nan, for bringing you on. So tomorrow we have a, a really interesting show uh, lined up. We have uh, Brian Adams is coming in, and he is going to be speaking with Hillary Cause Elwood, who facilitates the Nature and Environment uh, Book Group at Forbes Library. And our Take Five segment is a special one with Dr. Jonathan Bayuk. He's going to be telling us about Saturday, December 17th uh, at the Academy of Music. There's going to be a concert to benefit One Roof. Um, Suzanne Vega is doing this benefit concert. And what we're going to be doing is, as a result of those proceeds, we will have the large festival again uh, during the summer that will put people who are right now unsheltered in shelters. Big deal. Thank you for joining us today. Look forward to talking with you tomorrow. Have a great evening, everybody. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. What is meant by the phrase historical Jesus? At this time of year, we thought that would be a good discussion to have, and we will, with the Reverend Michael McSherry from Edwards Church here in Northampton. That will be Thursday at 9 o'clock. Live and local Get in on news the conversation. and talk for Northampton and the Valley since 1950. WHMP Northampton. WHMQ Greenfield. A Northampton Radio Group Station.